Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's message comes from the very end of our gospel lesson, where Jesus commands them to tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. You may be seated. Top secret mission. I couldn't resist myself. I also couldn't resist giving you a cipher you can use to decipher the answers to the sermon outline on page six. I will ask, however, that you don't let yourself get distracted by that. You can always do it later if you miss something. With sermons, what we hear is always far more important than that outline. But that outline is there to help you remember and reflect on what you heard. Now, I don't usually like talking about my military service. I should rephrase that. I don't mind talking about it all, but I feel like I'm bragging a bit when I do. There's a couple reasons for this. First off, what I did is not any greater than what you do each and every day. The second reason is I only did a few cool things in the military anyway. On top of that, If you've ever been to a place like Michigan's Military and Space Heroes Museum, you understand and are humbled very quickly to see the great sacrifices so many men and women have made in the defense of our nation. Despite those things, I'm going to tell you one of the cool things I got to do. You see, I held a top-secret clearance, not only a top-secret clearance, but one that had sensitive, compartmented information. This means that the information needed to be only known by one or a few people. Generally, you don't want to tell people when you have a clearance. For risk of safety, you might become targeted. That's not such a concern for me because I'm no longer sponsored. I'm no longer in the employ of the United States government. I no longer hold a clearance. That idea of sponsorship and being employed is something that that relates very well to vocation and we're going to come back to that in a little bit. You see there on the screen several different classifications of information and the clearances that are needed to hold and be given and trusted with that information. And you see what the DOD defines as the impact to national security for each of those layers. The media likes to call sensitive compartmented information above top secret It's not exactly accurate, but you can understand why it is the case. To get that sensitive, compartmented information, you have to be read on to what that is about. A read-on is also very vocational language, and we'll be coming back to that as well, I promise. What's interesting here is that Jesus gives his inner circle some classified information. He says, tell no one the vision 
until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Not only does he tell them what to classify, he tells them when to declassify it. He gives them instructions. When the Son of Man is raised from the dead, then you may tell people. We call this see, not say. Compartmentalization means that only some people get to see certain pieces of the picture. But they are not allowed to say what they see to others. It's because they will have a future role and they will need to know that information or perhaps they just need to understand what's at play so that in their vocation, in their job, they don't work against it. This is incredibly obvious with Peter and the disciples who witness who Jesus is. The disciples had a mission, a role to play. They got to witness the transfiguration of our Lord, the glory of Jesus. Just imagine it. Peter, James, and his brother John go up the mountain with Jesus, just like Moses goes up the mountain into the cloud in the presence of God. Here, Peter, James, and John are also in the presence of God. I loved in our men's choir's song how they talked about the purity of Jesus, his face shining like the sun, his clothes turning white with purity because he is innocent. They saw his glory and they had a future role to tell everyone at a future date. In this case, a future event, the resurrection. Why the secrecy? Who can really understand exactly what and why and how all this transfiguration happened? Well, nobody understands all of it, except for God. But he made clear to us the key to really understanding what's significant here. It's clear because of how it's declassified. You see, it's only through the resurrection that we can understand the glory of Jesus. God reveals secrets through compartmentalization. In this case, the three disciples who were all leaders, who were all present for this transfiguration, all get read on to this mystery, something they will need to know, but for now they need to sit on it. That's their top secret mission. They had a role to play, and that's as vocational as language can get. Having a role is a vocation. This would lead us to ask the question, do we ever see and not say? Well, yes, absolutely. Vocationally, we determine on a regular basis what others are ready to hear. Are we going to share something? Are we going to listen? Are we going to be present? Does something seem off today? 
I mentioned that God reveals secrets through compartmentalization. You have a compartment. Nobody else is read on to all of your vocations. Not even pastors in a lot of cases. Pastors have big pieces of the mission, sure, but they don't have all the answers to all your questions about living life. We aren't read on to your life. I don't get to see things through your eyes. Walk in your shoes and be where you are. Being read on is absolutely a vocation because we discern the needs of others. Just take, for example, the obvious one, a parent who discerns when a child needs discipline because that's their role, their vocation as parent. Or you, when you're around a coworker or a friend, you can discern that they're having an off day just by irregularities in their behavior that the rest of us will have no access to that information. We would have no idea that person is having an off day. These are your vocations. These discernments of noticing that, that's the urging of the Holy Spirit to work through you, saying this is the time to declassify some information. Some of that top secret information you have. We, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have equipped you for your mission. That brings us to the second part of this sermon. See and say. There absolutely comes a time when we are supposed to say what we see. The truth of operations should always come out, but the question is when? We can't keep vocational secrets forever. If we do, the information they contain will never be helpful to the person they're about, to the person who needs that love. A time or an event will take place. And that's when it will be safe to declassify. For Peter, this was obvious. He was commanded to declassify his witness after the resurrection. After the Son of Man was raised from the dead. That's the resurrection. Now that the resurrection has taken place, this truth can come out and Peter writes his letter. Vocationally, it's a little different for you. You have to make this decision of when to declassify. There's not going to be a hard event or a line in the sand where you say, okay, that's happened now, I can declassify. You have to decide what you reveal and what you don't reveal just yet. Sometimes we see and say what we perceive to be helpful to others. For Peter, it was God speaking through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. That instruction, listen to him, was for us also. And then the first thing Jesus, the Son, tells them to do is to classify the information temporarily. 
First the Father, second the Son, and third the Holy Spirit. When Peter is inspired to write his epistle, his letter to the churches. You see, you also have all three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, working for you and through you to equip you for your top secret mission. I mentioned that I'd talk about sponsorship and being read on as a perfect image of vocation, of a need to know. You see, sponsorship is a combination of having faith and being placed somewhere on assignment. You've been placed somewhere. You have an assignment, even if we don't know what it is, even if we're not that nuts about it. Being read on to the lives of others is also absolutely vocational. Regarding others, you have a limited need to know about them that has been compartmentalized from the rest of us. We don't get to see what you see. We don't get to hear when your coworkers are having a rough day. We don't get to feel what you feel when you see their eyes well up with tears, when a family member is going through a hard time. Because in so many cases, they don't show that side to us, to the rest of us. You need to listen to them. You also need to listen to him, to Jesus, that is. Because you have a mission. You have something to offer. I don't know what you know about your family, your friends, your coworkers, or your neighbors. Nobody in this room has all the same read-on information as you. That's your top secret mission. You have been placed on an assignment around people, in relationship with people, and you bring with you God's word and the Holy Spirit, and you read on to their lives. Your mission is your vocation. And this is a major part of what makes us one body in Christ. All of the people in our lives need to know about the majesty of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know and believe who received honor and glory from God the Father, Jesus, who was revealed to us through the word by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus You see, some people have really small windows into their lives. They've put up big walls. And they're unwilling to open up or discuss matters of faith. In many cases, they have something like this. No religion or politics policy in the workplace, at gatherings, Forever. Some of us do that too. 
But that's when we need Jesus the most. Only those of us, all of us in fact, who are read on to that individual can find that little window. And you have to get to know people to do this. They need people who have been placed in their lives to notice, to discern that something's off. And most importantly, whether you notice it or not, to care for them. Because we have a loving God who cares for us and enables and equips us to care for others. And if you do this, it's going to blow their minds. And yes, that means your top secret mission lets you play with explosives. They need to see by word and deed how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.